Hi, this is Era, the host of the Tamil Creator Podcast, where I learn about, celebrate, and discuss hot topics with creators from all over the world. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello, everyone. This is Era, the host of the Tamil Creator Podcast. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in again. This is episode number eight, and it's a special one because I'm talking to a good buddy of mine, Dr. Ranjit Mahindran. Um, or Mahane is what he likes to go by. And, you know, um, a lot of the guests that I, I'm interviewing at the beginning, I do know them well, but Ranjit, I've known for like a long time, back from university days as he was kind of Mr. TSA. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to kind of share his story, kind of ask him, you know, some questions about his story and, you know, uh, for you guys to get to know him better as well. Uh, in addition to being a great guy, he's a very savvy entrepreneur. Uh, good investor, great dad, husband. So, you know, before I, I'm not really, I sound like I'm creating like a dating profile, but the man's happily married. Um, but yeah, Hi, so, so, <laughs> that's kind of how I know Renteth. But, uh, you know, before kind of, uh, you know, rumbling, babbling on, I'll let uh, Mr. Renteth introduce himself and his story. All right, man. Mr. TSA, thanks for that, man. <laughs> great to uh, be on your podcast and like I was telling you, you know, I've been doing a few of these interviews, but this is my first official podcast, man. So <laughs> I'm honored, Aaron. All yeah. right. So, uh, so my story, as you know, Aaron, you know, I met you in university. I think it was third year. We were playing basketball in one of those engineering buildings. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I didn't think engineers knew how to play basketball. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I got to say, man, you, you're one of the really good basketball players. But uh, you knew I had like a sports background. I was into health. I was into fitness. Uh, I was doing kinesiology, exercise science. One thing led to another. I, I learned about chiropractic. I learned about natural healing. And uh, this just felt like a really good fit for me. So it kind of naturally just drew me into the profession. Um, you know, after my four years, I applied here in Canada, got in. Um, I came from a family where I saw my mother suffering with a lot of chronic back issues, right? So, you know, if you know anybody that's dealing with chronic pain, chronic back pain, like it sucks, right? It's, it's difficult to deal with. Um, there's a lot of limitations, a lot of disability, you know, uh, depression, things like that. So seeing her kind of just go through all of that, you know, I knew there was more uh, that we could do to help her out. Um, long story short, as you know, my mom passed away at the age of 54, very suddenly. Um, I was two weeks from starting Cairo school. Mm -hmm. So here I am, I get my ambition, I'm ready to go learn. And two weeks before my first day of school, my mother passes away, right? And man, I was so happy to have you guys like the TSA crew, my friends, my family, this, the support was incredible. And uh, at that time, I was thinking about dropping out of school. You know, I was going to say, hey, I'm going to hang my hat. I'm going to go get a job like everybody else. You know, I'll go work at the bank or something, make some money. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't for you guys and my friends and my family you said, no, man, you got to go. You got to do this. You got to do this for your mom. Right. So long story short, I ended up uh, going to chiropractic school, graduated four years. And uh, throughout that experience, um, learned enough that I was ready to start my own practice. So nine months after I graduated school, uh, I opened my own clinic. 
and this was 2011, May 15th, my dad's birthday. My dad cut the ribbon, you know, I, yeah, and we opened yeah. the clinic. So we'll be celebrating our 10th year anniversary this year. Wow. Time flies. 10 years, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, I want to kind of get you on because, you know, there's obviously different medical professionals and like, I feel like uh, Kairos, there's, you know, there's like misconceptions about what you, you know, what they do. So I wanted you to kind of, you know, hop on here as part of this and kind of really talk about what does a chiropractor do? Like, you know, why should somebody go to a chiro? That's a good question. I think even for some chiropractors, we don't even know what we do, but <laughs> you know, chiropractic has always been about optimizing the nervous system, right? It's about improving health naturally. So many people know chiropractors for neck and back issues, right? So if you got back pain, you have neck pain, you go to a chiropractor, usually you get an adjustment, you get some soft tissue work, you get some rehab. Generally, I like to keep things simple with patients. So I always tell them, look, as a chiropractor, I'm looking for things that are stiff, things that are not moving well, mm -hmm. and we're going to help with the mobility. So I tell a lot of my patients, hey, because you know, you're working at the, the desk all day, you're working from home, your neck is stiff, your back is stiff, getting chiropractic care could be very helpful, right? And within chiropractic, I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, wellness chiropractors, um, rehab chiropractors, more in the, you know, personal injury space, uh, rehabilitation. Um, I have friends doing functional medicine, right? So looking at autoimmune disease. So I mean, there's a spectrum of chiropractors, but majority of the chiropractors are dealing with kind of like the musc musculoskeletal system. So would you say like, I, I guess, obviously like Claudia is a physio, you're a chiro, then I, I, I often use like a naturopath as well. Would you say that I guess like that kind of group uh, is a bit more holistic in your approach to kind of treating somebody versus like saying going to like a family doctor like would you say there's like fundamental differences in how you approach treating a patient or assessing a patient uh, between like a medical doctor like not medical but like a general practitioner like you would go to yeah. like a have family doctor versus what you do mm -hmm. I think we all have our niches I think we all have our like specialization or you know our our focus, but I think ultimately speaking about chiros, physios, naturopaths, the onus is really on the root cause of the problem, mm. right? So, you know, somebody comes in, usually they go to the GP and don't get me wrong, GPs are getting really good at this. GPs are becoming a lot more holistic. They're becoming a lot more integrated and that's what we're seeing. And we'll talk more about that later era, but the future is integrated medicine, right? Mm. So you have the Cairo, the MD, you know, the pain specialist, the physios, uh, accessible for patients. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters, right? Or is are we getting the patients better? So um, for us in particular, I think the focus has always been, hey, what's causing your issues, right? So a lot of the times I'll get a diagnosis from a doctor, it'll say back pain, right? And I mean, the patient already knew they had back pain, right? So yeah. You know, we want to know exactly where is this back pain coming from? Is it your disc? Is it your facet? Is it, you know, a muscle issue, right? So when you're able to educate people exactly with what's causing their problems and get to the root cause, you can come up with an effective treatment plan. Mm. Yeah, like I like the integrated medicine concept you talked about. Uh, I guess you'll explain it later, but like for me, 
the reason I brought it up was like for I like a, something I had to check up on. It was like a small medical thing, but like I had to talk to three or four different people that didn't talk to each other. Like I think I talked to a dentist, then I talked to like my GP. I talked to somebody else. Like I feel like they were all kind of bouncing me around, but like they didn't talk to each other. I feel like they could have got to the issue like a lot faster and a lot simpler and like less scary for me as a patient if they just talk to each other. So um, maybe you want to kind of delve into like briefly, like what is the integrated medicine or, you know, medical approach you talked about? Yeah. Like I'll give you a good example, right? So patient has back pain. They go to the doctor, right? Mm -hmm. The doctor assesses them and says, you know what? I think you need to see a surgeon. Okay. That's typically, you know, if someone's having pretty severe symptoms, you know, we call it ridiculous symptoms with the pain shooting down their arm or shooting down their legs. I mean, it's really painful stuff, right? In Ontario, for you to get an appointment with a spine surgeon, usually would take about a year. Wow. Okay. So here you are, like what you said, you're waiting a year dealing with the pain. You've never had any support you haven't had any education we know that education and exercise are the two best things for back pain but you don't get any of that you get poly painkillers and some medications and you're waiting it's a waiting game right mm -hmm. a year later you go to see the surgeon and the surgeon looks at you and says era i can't help you you're not a candidate for surgery crazy right it happens a lot it happens a lot right and obviously as a patient you're pissed right like you you waited a year to hear this doctor tell you there's nothing they could do for you and that you need probably some rehab or therapy or something else. So there was a really good doctor in, a, in Toronto, in Ontario, Dr. Ram Prasad, who said, you know what, this is a broken system. We got to do something about it. And they started something called Rapid Assessment Centers, right? Or ISIC, um, Interprofessional Spine Assessment and education clinics. So what they did was they had chiros and physios run these clinics and patients would get assessed within two weeks of their referral. Got it. Okay, and those therapists would, would assess and give a treatment plan to the patient and say, hey, listen, you don't need surgery. This is what you need. Got it. And in two weeks now you've been, you know, you've been screened, you've been assessed, you got a treatment plan, you get an exercise plan and you leave that office knowing what's going on and you're not waiting in here, you know, to hear that um, there's nothing they can do for you. So got it. Uh, this has been really good. There's been a lot less MRIs. There's been a lot less of these additional testing, a lot less referrals. So as Kairos physios, you know, we're trying to get on the map with this, right? We're trying to get into more of this integrated concept where we can, you know, get into the picture sooner with these patients and help them out. Yeah, and I think you kind of hit it on when you said you guys try to focus on the root cause. I feel like the healthcare system could probably save a ton of money if they educated people or pushed people to solve the root issues versus kind of symptomatic, like symptoms, right? Because the symptoms, they keep coming back over and over. Like they might address the symptom of like a, some kind of medical issue, but they're not addressing the root cause. So what happens is that person keeps eating up resources of the medical system. So I think, you know, it'd be, I think it sounds like it would be great if more people or um, the government spent more money educating people on doing that. So uh, I like that. I wanted, one thing I want to delve into was, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you were thinking of just after, you know, what obviously what happened with your mom, you wanted to just, just, you know, work a job, just have a career. And, 
you didn't really think of anything beyond that but you know eventually you made that choice but you know even as a Cairo like coming out of school you have two choices you can either work for somebody else or you can work for yourself what made you want to you know work for yourself and then obviously you have multiple locations so like not only did you work for yourself but you kind of quickly expanded and like you know you know have a couple of locations like take me through that thought process or take everyone through like that thought process of why you did that yeah no honestly the the thought process was obviously there was a learning curve there was you know i came out of school uh, I think I was about $190,000 in student loans. All right. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. those of you guys listening, and I get it, you're in grad school, you know, we come out with all this like student loans or whatever. Uh, my wife and I, I just got married, right? Eric, yeah. you're at our wedding, you know, we had a pretty yeah. lavish wedding. <laughs> and um, as a crazy new grad, I went out, I bought a Mercedes. All right. I treated <laughs> myself. And uh, two months, uh, two months after we got married, my wife got pregnant. So like, just talk about everything just happening at the same time. And we bought a house. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we're doing all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I I picked up a job as an associate. And I got to say one thing, Era, you know, I've had a lot of really good mentors in my life. And your dad was one of them. Mm. Right. And for your listeners, I I really want to share this story you know, and just the type of guy you are is I met you, I think, second or third year university. Mm-hmm. And you introduced me to your dad, who yep. was an entrepreneur, who was a businessman, and who had several clinics yep. in the GTA. And man, your dad was just incredible to me, right? Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he took me under, he offered me a job the day he interviewed me, yeah. right? Yeah. So he, you know, because of the word you gave And, uh, you know, I worked at your dad's clinic for, I think, three years, you know, all throughout Cairo school, through second year Cairo school, and even after I graduated, right? So, you know, being exposed to that, to answer your question, you got, I got exposed to the business side of things, right? Uh, The billings, the finances, the marketing, um, you know, it is a pretty competitive market, right? So having all that exposure, um, Having that experience, I think that's what it was, the confidence that I developed because I was working while I was a student. Mm-hmm. I was treating patients, you know? So the confidence was there. And man, at the end of the day, it's all about certainty, right? Yeah. When you have certainty, when you're treating a patient or doing any business for that matter, mm-hmm. you'll walk into anything, right? Yeah. Uh, so the certainty was there. I, I, I use that experience. I, I definitely, you know, had those great mentors like your dad, like my dad, who kind of coached me along the way. So, you know, I'm not going to say it just all happened naturally. It was a lot of work, right? Um, For sure. There's, um, you know, happiness comes from the struggle sometimes, right? Nothing worth having comes easy, right? And so given what I was dealing with at that time, and then with what happened to my mom, I knew sooner was better. So for nine months, I associated. Yep. Um, I was working at two different clinics, learning the business. And then things just fell into place because I was already well connected with a few people. And that's another thing that I think is huge is having access, right? I think, you know, you're a great guy for that. Um, but it's access, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you have the right network of people around you, you get access to so much opportunities, 
right? True, yeah. And it wasn't until maybe a few years ago that as I was building my network of, you know, professionals, I had access to incredible opportunities, yep. right? Different businesses, real estate, um, commercial real estate. Um, so the access was incredible. And I had met a lady who was working in a walk-in clinic and I had met her through a, a, a talk I did for some high school children. Got it. And uh, she said to me, she said, hey, Ranjitha, I work for a cardiologist. He's got space in his clinic. Do you want to rent some space? Literally, that's how we got connected. Yep. Right. So here I am doing a talk to high school children. Yep. I end up meeting somebody who works <laughs> for a doctor's office where there's space and yep. gets me a, an appointment with him. We end up talking. I end up sharing the space with them. Keep my you know overhead low. That's really important, guys. Keep your overhead low when you're starting a business. Don't yep. go nuts. And uh, you know we were able to start a practice soon. And I started my first practice, man. Believe it or not, with ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah, I think you told that story on Facebook. I think your dad helped you kind of get going, and like the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I went to the bank for thirty thousand dollars. They looked at my student debt. They looked at everything else, and they said. Sorry, buddy. You, know, <laughs> you seem like a nice guy, but, uh, you know, and so dad helped me out and, you know, I can't believe it. It's been 10 years. Right? Yeah. And I, I know the story of your dad helping you, but like, obviously, you know, um, along the way, you know, obviously, you know, we'll give her a shout out because, you know, behind every great man, there's a great woman. And, you know, obviously, <laughs> I think Rita, you can probably say, and I think you've said that many times, definitely played a yes. big part in kind of you know, like where you guys are right now, like as a family, as a, you know, the businesses that you guys own. Um, so, you know, you have the supporters and maybe you can talk about that, but also on the, on the other flip side, did you have anybody that doubted you or like doubted the choices you were making, thinking you were like crazy for like, you know, you had this much in debt, you know, you should be working and paying that off versus starting a business. Like, what are you doing? Did you hear any of that or? You know what, man, the biggest doubters, you know who they are? They're yourselves, man. It's us. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, true. it's, you know, it's me telling myself, oh my God, what did you get yourself into? What are you doing? And that's why you need like that Rita in your life. Got you it. know, you need that like person that's going to be like, you know what? You're going in all in, right? This is what you wanted to do. And so just do it. So a lot of us just need that drive. So I'm not going to lie. I think I had a lot of self-doubt. You know how positive and everything else I, I am, but definitely there was a lot of that you know worries and personal doubts like you know what if i struggle what if i can't pay rent right yeah, i mean yep. i started off as a single practitioner i didn't even have a receptionist yep. right i i started my clinic and then i ended up i think i had a college contact me to see if i could give volunteer experience to like an admin student and right. seriously that was the first person that i brought in and yep. i only brought them on in because they were paying her <laughs> right and uh, after her like three months i ended up hiring her got it right and uh and slowly you know we progressed and progressed and you know nothing happened overnight but like today we have over 20 25 staff working at the clinic so obviously like building something like this took time a lot of stress you know I, i've obviously done that myself in terms of building a business it's very difficult to kind of deconnect or decouple yourself from like because obviously you have a family you have things going on outside of work how do you handle 
I, I think balance is the wrong word, but how do you like manage between the two? Like, how do you ensure that, you know, obviously there's gonna be days when work kind of overcomes things that are happening at home, but how do you ensure that, you know, you have, you're not like working so much or you're like so detached from like, you know, your family that you don't have a family to go back to because you're so like, you know, wrapped up in work. Like, how do you find that balance? Man, you know, and I, and that, that I'm glad you brought that up because balance is one of those words. I, I heard a doctor once time say harmony. Yeah, it's about harmony, between, yeah. you know, between the work-life balance. And people say you could separate the two era. You know, you can't, man. You it's know, hard. Yeah. You, you got two babies sleeping next door. You know, <laughs> you're here doing a podcast. If the baby cries, you got to run, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we, we kind of have to juggle everything that life throws at you. But the key to this is really energy energy and I'm a big big believer of energy and making sure you have the energy because when your energy is up life is up when I come into the practice man my energy is good and my staff's energy is good our clinic it's moving it's busy you know we can just feel the vibe you can feel the energy in the clinic right yeah but you know if you're not getting proper sleep if you're not eating well and you're just consuming a lot of sugar a lot of carbs you know, drinking a six pack of beer every night, you know, obviously these things are going to run you down and you're going to, you're going to feel that. So, you know, I think ultimately you got to really not to sound selfish, but take care of yourself, right? Because health is wealth. And if you are, you know, an entrepreneur, a business person, or, you know, just looking to juggle life, get your energy right. And that's a good thing you talked about energy. And I think energy comes from, you know, things like exercising, sleeping, eating, right? You know, I've seen that transformation that, you know, 30 day transformation by Dr. Ranjit online, you know, so why don't you, <laughs> you know that you, guy? <laughs> so, well, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a bit more about that? Like what prompted that, you know, big, I don't think it's a big change, but I think you kind of admitted it as well. That's an area of your life you kind of neglected for a long time, but you just suddenly decided to kind of revamp and like, you know, tell us about that process and what are the benefits you're enjoying? Yeah, no, era, man, like, you know, you know, you've known me for over, I don't know, maybe 15 years or whatever. So like, I, I, you know, I've gone through a lot of different kind of body cycles in my life, but, you know, and not to make excuses, but between the clinics and between like the family, and I got three kids, you got nine, seven and five-year-old mean the world to me and uh, doing everything else. You kind of just let things, you know, you, you, you stop taking care of yourself because everything else matters, right? The business, yeah. the finances, uh, the family, um, but nothing matters if you don't have your help, you know, and I have a board, I have a vision board in my bedroom and I, I look at it every morning, but you know, your health is everything, right? If you have good health, then you could do everything else that you want to do. So I think COVID was just like a really good time to really put your health first, yes. right? Yep. You know, here we are, we're waiting for a vaccine. We're waiting for all these things. And we know that your immune system is your best, you know, bet yep. at fighting this virus right now, at least. Yep. So um, I started really, you know, and, and even though like I had a lot of the knowledge and the training, right, it was putting it all to use and uh, making those sacrifices, man. And so ultimately, you know, I got introduced to just eating low carb diets, right? More of a ketogenic diet, but predominantly low carb, cutting out the crap, right? The breads, the bagels, the, the croissants and cereals, these high carb, man, 80% of the stuff at the grocery store has added sugar in it. Yep, It's, it, it's scary, right? Yes. Yeah. 
These foods are highly addictive. It's what we're feeding our children, yep. right? Uh, children, I think this is the first generation ever where children will not outlive their parents. Which is okay? crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, yeah. I, get, I have so many Sri Lankan patients, uh, South Asian patients, diabetes, cholesterol, blood pressure, like through the roof. So even though like they come to me with back and neck issues, yeah. man, they have other complaints, right? They have yeah. fatigue, they have diabetes, they have low energy, they have difficulty losing weight. So, you know, looking at all of these challenges, I was like, okay, how can it help these people? So yeah. personally, I went through that transformation. I just started eating well, like you said. Yeah. Uh, I started exercising more regularly because, hey, we got the time, right? Yes. And it was incredible, man. I think 30, 40, 60 days later, I dropped about 30 pounds. Yeah. Um, I'm back to my high school weight. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, and uh, patients are like, man, Dr. Mahin, what are you doing? Like, tell us about your program. So like, there's a whole new uh, energy in the clinic. Yeah. Um, I got a ton of my patients now doing this, following my program. And they're doing amazing, man. They're losing weight. They're, their energy's through the roof. Yeah. And um, to me, this is life or death, you know, these, these changes. Yeah. And I think you made a good point about health, you know, like people often putting health as the last thing as you kind of, you know, either trying to figure out yourself career wise, or maybe finding a relationship or like, whatever it is, like whatever the thing you're looking for. Um, but I think often for people, by the time they realize they need to focus on health, you know, they, they have some kind of serious condition, like you said, like diabetes, some kind of, you know, maybe it's cancer, something crazy, right? Like by the time they actually realize it, it's too late. So I think um, it's a good message you're kind of like reinforcing, which is kind of health. Without health, there's nothing else, right? Um, you mentioned kind of the, this vision board that you kind of take a look at every morning. So you're kind of always forward looking, like what do I want to achieve? So where do you see yourself personally in the next three to five years? Where do you see your business? Where do you see yourself professionally? Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah. So in terms of the practice, we, Rita and I have just uh, purchased our first commercial real estate for the clinic. So thanks. But, you know, this was a dream uh, for a long time, you know, and uh, we have now our own uh, health building, our commercial medical building, where we will be building our, our integrated medical practice, right? So um, it's going to be over 5,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be everything that we were talking about earlier with integrated doctors, um, therapists, um, healthy lifestyle coaching, yoga. You know, I, th I feel like this is what a lot of people need and a lot of people are kind of craving for. So um, very holistic healthcare oriented. So this is kind of the plan 2023-2024-ish. Uh, it will be our timeline for the building to be completed and uh, before we open our door. So that's that's the big um, uh, project right now that's happening. Okay. And then what about like, so business, what about yours? Like that's business, what about personally? Like where do you wanna be in three to five years? Um, I wanna be kind of where I'm at, man. I'm in a sweet spot right now. That's man. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm just like riding this wave era. Like it's such an incredible time. My kids are nine, seven and five. They're actually listening to me. Okay. I can't wait so, for that. <laughs> right. So, they, you know, they're not teenagers yet. So we're just like, we're just enjoying this time. You know, we, uh, we, we did our swimming pool last year. So we'll okay. be spending a lot of time there. Um, really just, um, you know, COVID brought us even closer. You know, I saw my kids, uh, 
spending more time, quality time with their siblings, getting to know each other. So uh, like I said, man, we want to just ride this wave. We're going to just continue to enjoy uh, the time together, you know, and I know things a lot will change over three to four years. But personally, I really want to grow the uh, Dr. Mahane brand. We'd like to get the, um, the, the healthcare, the outreach, the um, health promotion mm. that we're trying to do with uh, patients really up and running. So, you know, I got family members calling me, man, all the time. They're like, Ranjit, I need to get on your program. Like, <laughs> like, you guys look amazing. My dad lost 20 pounds and is off four medications. Wow, amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, obviously, I know like you're a big proponent of like, you know, just if you haven't heard, you heard like in terms of education, you're always trying to better yourself. You're always trying to learn because you're never a finished product. So for you, I, I, I'm going to focus specifically on books or podcasts, but what's a book and or a podcast that you would recommend to folks that, you know, you've had a, has had a big impact on you. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading a book right now. It's called the obesity code okay. by Dr. Fung. It's a nephrologist from UFT. Really good book. Again, for anybody who's just le- wanting to learn about health and wellness and about losing weight, uh, great book, grab it. I read a ton of chiropractic related books, a lot of, you know, uh, personal growth books. Um, I follow a lot of podcasts with Dr. Zeno. Uh, So Dr. Zeno was a mentor. Uh, This guy ran the world's largest chiropractic practice in Texas. Mm. Uh, Era, this guy would see 2000 patients a week. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Four to 500 patients a day. Yeah. All right. So that's insane. The average chiropractor sees maybe 20, (laughs) 30. And this guy was seeing 400. Okay. Uh, Incredible healer, gifted at what he did. Um, And, you know, nobody would believe that until you saw it for yourself. Right. So that's another big message I would tell your listeners is, man, like you got to, you got to go and see what other people are doing because what you want to do there's probably somebody else already doing it and doing it well. Yeah. Right. So don't be afraid to ask, you know, put aside that ego fear, right. The, the, where we're worried about what other people will think. Uh, so that really kind of opened up my eyes to what's really achievable. Right. Uh, when, when you see stuff like that, but man, I'm listening to, uh, there's one called the remarkable practice, Dr. Franson, where they coach a lot of chiropractic entrepreneurs on practice management marketing and energy big part of their podcast is really about energy yep another really good one is dr sachin patel it's a functional medicine podcast get a lot of like like-minded healthcare professionals to talk about healthy living and you know i guess continuing on this trend of kind of forward thinking etc like i'm a big proponent of thinking of a personal legacy like there's a book i you know you probably read it as well it's called, I think, Tuesdays with Maury, I think, where he kind of fakes his own death to kind of go to his funeral to kind of see what people talk about him. So I'm a big fan of, like, trying to see if, like, personal legacy is something you thought of. Like, if you were to describe your personal legacy in a few sentences of how you want to be remembered by friends and family, what would you say that would be? You know what? I have always been a giver, Era. Like, for me, it wasn't about the business. Honestly, yeah. I didn't get into chiropractic because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I wanted to be a businessman. I mean, that all kind of happened after. Yeah. Like, I got into chiropractic to help people. 
yeah. right? To, because of my mom's story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Her life was cut too short, man, 54. Yes. You know, so um, you can't get that back. Like my mom didn't come to my wedding. She never saw her grandkids, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when I do workshops, when I talk about health, and wellness, I always talk about my mom's story because it really hits home and people really can truly relate and understand what I'm saying. So yep. ultimately, I, that would be my main hope is that people saw me as somebody that was genuinely giving, caring. Um, in my office, I will make care affordable. I will make care accessible. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about the insurance or the dollar figures. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and that's how I built my practice. When I started my practice, man, I used to treat patients for $20 a visit. Mm. You know, my secretary thought I was nuts. She's like, Dr. (laughs) Mahane, you're crazy. Like we're not even going to cover rent, you know? Yeah, Yeah. But I can tell you, Era, those, those patients that I took care of for 20 bucks. Yeah. Referred 10 other people to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, I grew to over 15,000 patients in 10 years Yeah, because of that. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, like obviously the podcast is called the Tamil creator. And so identity and being Tamil is obviously a big, you know, part of kind of the discussion here. Um, for me, I obviously view myself as being Tamil and that being a big part of my identity. Do you feel the same way? And if so, like also like what has been the impact of the Toronto Tamil community on both yourself and your business. Yeah, so, you know, as I mentioned in the uh, the um, article there, huge, man, huge. You know, I didn't speak Tamil till I was in grade eight. Yeah, you yeah. know, I learned Tamil from my best friend's uh, grandfather who um, taught me in his basement, you know, how to read and speak Tamil, man. That's how I picked it up. Got it. And, you know, I was a TSA president. Yep. You know, I would have never thought I'd stand in front of like a thousand people and speak Tamil, but yep. I, I've done that. So, you know, it, it's incredible. And, you know, I, I believe in, you know, the, the, the flight of our parents and what they went through, right. Yep. Uh, back home. And, you know, we're, we're 83s, you know, we were born around a time of a civil war starting yep. back home. Our parents came here with nothing, yep. you know, and, and they have done incredibly well, like the sacrifices yep. they made. So, you know, it is uh, incredible to see. And so I think that's the, uh, the, the um, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit or blood that we have, right? We are, we're go-getters. We, we want to achieve something. So, yeah. Um, who is, I guess, somebody in the global Tamil community that you admire? And yeah. who's somebody that isn't Tamil as well? Just for like, you know, a comparison sake, like who, like, who do you admire and why? Yeah. So, you know what? So to start off with like non-Tamil, definitely I would mention like Dr. Zeno and uh, Tony Robbins, right? Like yeah. I grew up listening to Tony Robbins podcasts as well. You know, if anybody doesn't know him, he's like the self-help guru, motivational speaker. He has this thing called the date with destiny. And, um, I was always inspired, man. I'd buy his CDs and listen to the CDs on my way to work, you know, just to get that energy. Remember, everything was about energy, right? Yep. And Dr. Uh, Tony Robbins was all about energy. And um, we would, um, I was really inspired by him when he came to Toronto a couple of years ago. I got to meet him. Wow. Yeah. And that was incredible, man. So it's like a giant, right? He's like, six- yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> huge, man. This guy's huge. 
And, uh, you know, Tony's a guy, he had cancer, man, like a pituitary gland tumor. Yeah. The guys uh, came from nothing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A multi-billion dollar business. And again, helping people kind of grow themselves and, you know, sharing the love. But uh, that's what I've learned from Tony. Um, and then in the Tamil community, you know, there's some great people out there. I think A.R. Rahman. Yeah. Right. I, th- I think he's got to be there for yeah. a lot of people. Right. Uh, Oscar award winning artist. Right. He's put uh, Tamil music on the map. He's done a lot of crazy things. I've actually met him in person as well. A long oh. story, but <laughs> I actually <laughs> met randomly at my neighbor's house. But um, yeah, no, he would definitely be up there. What's a piece of advice that you would give to aspiring, you know, or if, you know, your fellow Tamil creators, like what's one thing you would tell them? Yeah, no, I would say is uh, let go of the fear, man. Stop, stop being so um, worried about what other people are going to think. I think self-consciously, you know, we, a lot of, we have a lot of that self-doubt, right? And don't think it's got to be perfect to create something. I'm sure when you started this podcast, it wasn't perfect when you started. You yep. had an idea. Yes. And man, you just got to start it, right? Yep. And yep. Uh, I was one of those people, like for me, it had to be perfect, right? Yeah. I'd have to pre-plan. I'd have to have the scripts ready yep. and then start. And guess what, man? You don't start. You keep yep. putting it off. You keep putting it off. Oh, I'll get to it. And uh, when I started, even with the weight loss and the health coaching, I literally just went out and did like a a Zoom call. I just went out and did like blast emails, right? I didn't have any content, zero content. I created the content as time went on, right? And so that's what I would say is, you know, put aside the fear and really sometimes just dive in and um, again, build that certainty, right? Build that certainty about around your business. If you're a therapist, if you're a practitioner, right? Be really good at what you do. Yeah, I call that just taking the first step. Even like uh, I used to always put off going to the gym because I was yeah. like, oh, I got to fit. I got to like put in an hour. You don't need to go to the gym, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I used to always like, make excuses. But then I changed my mindset instead of saying I got to go for an hour. I'm like, let me go for 20 minutes. Yeah. But then I would end up staying for like 45 minutes because yeah. I would just trick myself. I'd be like, let me just do like 20 push-ups, and I'll do like 50. I'll do 100 because you're like, you're already, oh, like once you start doing it, you feel good. You have that positive momentum, like you said. So uh, great advice. Now it's going to be the fun part. I mean, okay. I think it was all fun, but uh, <laughs> so this is a game that I call, what would you choose? All right. So I'm going to tell you two different things and you're yeah. going to tell me which one you're going to pick and why. And yeah. we'll start from easy. We'll go to harder. Sure. So first question is mutton rolls or kotha roti? Okay. I know you're on a keto, keto diet, but if you weren't on a keto yes. diet, what would you be choosing? I'm going to say, I'm going to go for the uh, kotha roti. Really? Uh, why? Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just, the texture, the taste. Yeah. I think out of like the six or seven people that have asked, I think everybody has said kotha roti. It's crazy. No mutton rolls people out there. Right? Uh, um, second one. World-renowned Cairo or the starting shooting guard for the Toronto Raptors? World-renowned Cairo, man. I uh, love Cairo too much. That wow. yeah. I did not expect that. Okay. <laughs> I would, yeah. There's a lot of people that could do a lot of things basketball-wise, man. Yeah. But yeah, chiropractic would be like legendary for me. Okay. 
I already kind of know the answer to this, but I'm just, I still want to see what you say. Water facing penthouse suite at the top of like the tallest, tallest building in Toronto. Yeah. Or a yeah. beautiful large home in the suburbs. You know that. Man. Beautiful <laughs> large home in so the would, suburbs. So you would never consider even like uh, living in a penthouse suite? Maybe like retirement, you know, yeah, if I yeah. want to keep things simple and low key, low maintenance, for sure, man. Yeah. The view would be nice, but we love this space, dude. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I got the space here and we're just enjoying it. Okay. This is from a, something I saw you post on Facebook, but I, I, I'm not sure what your answer is yet. Audi or Tesla? <laughs> oh, man. Good thing you didn't say, you didn't say Mercedes, but uh, between a- an Audi... I was going to guess Mercedes, but, you know, I just put yeah, the idea yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a Mercedes, but um, between an Audi and a Tesla, I'll go Tesla. Okay. Well, so why Mercedes over Tesla? Man, I just, I like this new Mercedes, the, the GLE 350. It's a seven-seater SUV. It's just nice, man. Inside, it drives well. You know, nothing wrong with the Tesla either, but just, you know, it's too, like, it's too simple. Uh, you know? Got it. The Mercedes, I don't know, the, the feeling of it was so much better. Okay. The last question is Canada or the Caribbean? I only ask this because that's like your <laughs> that's like your favorite holiday yes. spot. <laughs> yes, yes. I would say both, man. Uh, Caribbean in the uh, winter and Canada in the summer, if I could choose. Yeah. But if I had to just stay in one place, it's Canada for sure. And, yeah. and, and like, out of curiosity, why would you say Canada? Well, just because I wouldn't want to stay in the caribbean like permanently just yeah. because all of my family is here all okay. of my family i have 33 first cousins man and i know my kids are here and everybody else is here so you know we'd want to be close to family but if i had the opportunity to be like a you know snowbird back and forth yeah, be i'd love it. to be in both i remember when i first met you i came to your house first it was yeah. crazy because I think on your street, I think this is when your street, like there was nobody there. Like it was yeah. like, it was like undeveloped, right? It was like farmland, yeah. drive to like <laughs> farmland. Yeah. And I remember like on your street, I think you had like six, like, like six families that were all related to you, like your cousins and like right. uncles. Yeah. And that. It was crazy. Like I've never seen that set up before. I was kind of jealous. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 We were the first ones, man. And then they all joined us and that was awesome. We were all close by. Yeah. Now we've kind of all moved on and everybody's a bit dispersed now, but yeah, it's a good start. Yeah. That was Whitby, man. That was what, 10 years ago. It's yeah. completely changed, man. Oh, it's crazy. It's like, I think there's like almost like no undeveloped land. Like, I mean, yeah. there is some, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, thanks again, Ranjith, for joining. I mean, and, you know, going through those difficult, uh, fun questions. Uh, you know, I think the, the listeners will definitely get a lot of value from like a health perspective, you know, starting up a business, uh, you know, looking at health as more than just kind of an afterthought. So I think uh, people will get the, something definitely out of this. Before we kind of let you go, why don't you, you know, tell the listeners if they want to connect with you, they've kind of really resonated with your message and what you've been kind of saying. Um, how do they connect with you? Where do they find you online? Yeah. Like, how do they reach you? All right. So, you know, I'm on Instagram. Uh, finally, Rita got me on Instagram <laughs> last year. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, new, I'm new to IG, but Dr. Mahane. That's my uh, profile. Okay. Uh, the clinic is durhamspinecare.com. So for anybody with back, neck, you know, musculoskeletal issues, um, durhamspinecare.com. We have two clinics in the Ajax area. 
Um, if you're a therapist, if you're an aspiring chiro physio, you know, you want to shadow, you want to gain experience, you're looking for just a mentor, just to kind of give you some guidance and information. Uh, again, just connect with me through Instagram uh, or through our, our website. I'll be here to happily help you out. Awesome. And the uh, final thing is, you know, for those of you listening, if you could do me a big favor and just give this podcast a five out of five, uh, it would really help kind of our visibility and whatever you're listening to this podcast on. So whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And if you could comment, share, and like our stuff on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter, whatever floats your boat. And if you have any feedback or ideas on future guests or topics, please reach out to me at hello at the tamilcreator.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and uh, look forward to the next one. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.